welcome to the Connect2 Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Sometimes we get caught up in what we have to say, what we feel and what we think, and fail to listen to how our partner feels. How can we listen better for a better marriage? Hello and welcome to the Connect2 Marriage Podcast. I'm Gary and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect2 Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict and so much more. We hope you'll be tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Today we're exploring how to make marriages stronger through the art of listening. Someone once joked that the secret to a long-lasting marriage is to listen to your wife because she's always right. Well, I don't know if that's true, but what really is listening within the context of a marriage between husband and wife? There is no doubt that it's imperative to listen to your spouse just as you listen to others for a happy and fulfilling relationship. What are some common mistakes couples make in failing to listen well and how does this water down communication or lead to potential conflicts in the marriage? Today, we have Gaius and Heng Wei joining us in sharing their experience. They are parents to two young children, Noah and Zoe. Welcome to you too. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Maybe just for our listeners, you can just yep. tell us a little about your own background. I'm Heng Wei, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. As uh, Gary has mentioned, we have two children. Noah is six, and Zoe is four years old. And I'm Gaius. Heng Wei and I, we are married for about eight and a half years. I am a financial consultant. Today, the whole topic of listening, uh, which is an essential part of a marriage relationship, mm. and I'm sure being married for eight years, having mm. two children, me having a son myself, sometimes listening is not so easy at times. Yeah, But maybe yeah. from your own experience, what was the thing you noticed most that you didn't realize before you all got married about listening? I think when we were dating, we had something called, we coined this term called RTC, right? Yes. We called it real-time communication. Yeah. So at that point of time, uh, I think because we are still dating, we are very intentional in listening to each other and making sure we have feedback with each other, like lifetime. And when we say real time, it means that we don't sit on it, we don't wait. Yeah. But things have definitely changed with uh, eight years behind us and with two children. Now there's uh, some delay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think what Heng Wei was also sharing is that you may have heard in you know, you need to resolve your disputes or your miscommunications within 24 hours, within 48 hours. That is similar to what we were trying to practice, uh, which is real time, which is like almost immediately that we wanted to address certain issues that we saw in each other. That was something that we intentionally tried to remind each other because we were trying to get to know each other and we were hoping that you know we could see a complete picture. Yeah. So that's the RTC that we were trying. Very good. But you mentioned a word just now. The difference now is delay. Okay. Yeah. Elaborate a little more. Uh, yeah. what, what do you mean by that? I think one of the challenges is to be able to address it or bring it up on the spot. If we do see certain issues, certain things that came up to mind, uh, partly also because of the nature of like what's happening at home. You have kids, you have uh, responsibilities and being apart uh, for most of the time. Uh, so that actually kind of delayed the opportunity to address certain issues. And sometimes, unfortunately, I think that actually comes to a point where by like, oh, okay, the issue is boiling already. Okay, we've got no choice. We've got to put out the fire immediately. That's an emergency situation already. Yeah. 
So the debate, when, and then when it reaches boiling point, then you all decide that yeah, okay, we correct, need to talk correct. about it. Yeah, and it could have been easily avoided if we still kept on or practiced the real-time communication. Okay, but how do you do that? Because now you have children, what are some reasons why you all would delay uh, just addressing it there and there? What's the reason? I think we, most of us would know like, yeah, we need to communicate, but how come there seems to be a delay um, mm. taking place? So this is something that Gaius used to joke about, but I think there's a lot of truth in it. Uh, before we got married, he says that his emotions are a lot more measured. Like his highs are not that high and his lows are not that low. But now that we are married for so many years and have children in the picture, sometimes the highs are much higher and the lows can be much lower. And what that means is when we are having a conflict, for example, he gets really angered. So I mean, in a situation like that, I realize for both of us, we do well when we don't react. Like we'll just be quiet for that time when we realize that the other party is very angered. And then we'll just decide, okay, this is not a good time to talk about it. I think what Gaius was saying just now with things going on in life and I'm stay at home and he's working and sometimes things crop up before at the start of the day, say when he's about to go to work. We can't just say, oh, let's have real time communication. Let's put it all out on the table right now and work it out. But, uh, you know, there are just things going on in life that just keeps us from addressing it immediately. So we'll just agree, okay, let's talk about it when I come home. Let's agree to have a time to debrief. We just arrange for a time later to uh, talk about it. When we are more angered or like emotionally, we are more riled up. I'm not sure if it's tiredness from parenthood, you know, tiredness from just working hard or what, I don't know. But that would contribute to the delay. I think that's yeah. important for listeners tuning in because mm. we tend to think that what it was before marriage is the same after we get married but a lot yeah. of factors change um, and we just need to adapt accordingly. But what you all mentioned, you need to set aside time to communicate somehow, especially if there's an issue that's uh, unresolved or it, it seems to be simmering and the, the emotions are stirring. We need to agree to talk about it some time, yep. some place, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what, what makes a good listener in a relationship? I think someone who listens in this case is really someone who is willing to set aside time to focus on what the person is trying to tell, or in this case, what Heng Wei is trying to tell me, or for the matter, what our kids are trying to tell us. And I think personally for me, uh, the challenge is always to be able to carve out or even just to block out a short window just to listen. Oftentimes people don't ask you, are you ready to listen? It's oftentimes it's like, Baba, I need to blah, 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 blah. Or darling, I need to actually tell you something, blah, blah, blah. And then you probably have to like decide for yourself whether this is a good time or not. So that's for me to be able to decide whether I can listen. Uh, in this case, which is I decide to give time to the other person. So sacrifice is um, involved? Maybe prioritizing. I think sacrificing, not so bad. I don't think we need to sacrifice in that sense. Otherwise, I think nobody wants to listen. But rather just prioritizing, delaying a little bit and see whether can I just spare some time. Work is always there, I suppose, you know, and uh, demands will always be there. Which demand comes in for a while. Example, if Heng Wei tells, tells me there's certain things, updates on the day, and I realize that, hey, hey, that conversation, or rather that she's telling me a lot more than I think I can afford the time to listen then I probably have to actually excuse myself, you know. And I think that also involves communicating my ability or my capacity to listen. I think that's also good to know, good to remember. I think a good listener is someone who puts aside your own judgment 
or your own uh, assumption of what the other person is going to say and then stay quiet to really receive that. Like having this very curious mindset, so what is this person trying to say really? Maybe I'm saying that for myself too because I think I have a weakness of assuming I know already what he's saying so I kind of just go on this um, airplane mode and not hear it or listen to it with heart. So I think it's just putting aside like your judgment or assumption of what the person is saying and just taking them as they are at that point of time. I think I have the same problem uh, as you. My wife says the same thing that I, mm. I'm not quite listening to what she's trying to communicate and then frustration comes about. Well, I think I'm actually listening, but to her, I'm not quite listening because I'm assuming a lot of things. Like I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. or I assume based on what you're saying that you are implying this, but that's yes. not what she um, mm. she's saying yes. at all. Uh, so it is sometimes challenging. I mean, it was just only last week when my wife and I had a, a long conversation into the night, uh, <laughs> almost two hours on my need to listen better and communicate <laughs> a little more. But I thought I was doing a pretty good job. Um, She's preparing you for today. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but what do you appreciate about it when you find that your spouse is listening to you? How do you mm. feel? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. Interestingly, Gary, you mentioned about Heng Wei mentioning not assuming, you know, I think one of the things that irks me when I try to say something is when the person tries to finish my sentence. In a way, it's, you may say it's a good thing because like the person can read my mind, you know, my wife actually, wow, I mean, I don't need to speak in this case, then my wife just speaks for me in that sense. On the other hand, I, I think it also like doesn't give me the airtime or the opportunity to say what I want in my own words. For example, it may be the same word that is used, that is completed, but uh, I think that also probably does irk me. I guess in this case, when a person allows me the airtime, allows me to finish my conversation, I think it feels heard, it feels, I mean, H-E-A-R-D. I think that's respect. I feel respected, given the opportunity to just talk. When someone listens to me uh, carefully, I feel loved, actually. I feel like I'm seen where I am and what I say is valid. Emotions somehow feel settled when we are hurt mm -hmm. by the other person, right? Um, that's yeah. what I'm hearing from you. I understand that both of you have had quite a challenging uh, period of life. You gave birth to your son, your firstborn, and your, your child was born with a, a heart issue. And I mean, I can only imagine the emotional turmoil and uh, how did it affect your marriage in terms of listening and communicating? Or did it even have any effect at all? This question brings me back to the time when I was pregnant and the mm. doctors just first told us that uh, he has a congenital heart problem. And at that point in time, they were saying that it's most likely linked to a chromosomal defect. 
which in fact, after we did tests, they said it was true that it's linked to a chromosomal defect. And I remember at that point of time, I felt very emotional about it. I was pregnant and I would come home or when I was at home, I would tell Gaius about it. Like, oh, I'm feeling so bad, you know, I'm worried about this or that. I mean, I'll voice out my worries and my fears and he would just take it in. Basically, he would just give me that space to air out my fears. And because we are Christians, we all pray together. I always felt very safe with Gaius when he gives me that time to share with him. And from his responses, I know that he is listening. He wasn't just, yeah, give you space to cry out and I don't really bother about what you're saying. But no, he responds in manners that tells me that he cares or he's listening. Actually, to be honest, I think in that period where it was so tough on us in expecting that our child is going to have a heart problem, it was quite a bonding time for us. But I felt that Gaius had been very careful in the communication with me. What were some things that he did and how he responded that you greatly appreciated? Gaius supported me in very practical ways. Like he would make sure that I have my meals. Because there were days I remember that I was feeling so down that I was telling him, I don't even feel very functional. And he would just make sure that he comes home from work to make sure that he tapao my lunch for me that I'm eating my lunch. And then he'll always ask, how am I today? You know, uh, he's always checking on me emotionally as well. I felt very loved and supported uh, through that. I think at that point of time, well, for us, it was a challenging time. Thankfully, we chose to be closer than apart. I think that was also a subconscious decision that we want to like work with each other. Looking back, I could have just decided, okay, I think uh, Heng Wei is uh, not doing well. She's feeling depressed. I could have just left her alone in that sense, right? And perhaps maybe that's what she needs. But I guess it was also, thank God, we decided that you know, we could actually express our vulnerability, our fears to each other. So in this case, on the topic of listening uh, during times of challenges of, or troubles, I think is also being able to consciously or intentionally create a safe place for the other party to share or to talk. In this case, of course, we respond or I respond in a manner that is respectful and appropriate. I don't remember creating a joke at that point of time, but it was just a time of supporting each other emotionally or even just like through physical, through food. Thank you for sharing just your own journey. Those of you tuning in, you're listening to Gaius and Heng Wei share about the art of marriage listening. Okay, today is part one of the uh, whole topic. In each podcast, we address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is, my husband never listens to my problems. I've tried to talk to him, but he never seems to understand. Having the same conversation again and again is tiring. Mm. How would you encourage a couple in this situation? I also face that. So it's actually not <laughs> something that is very unique. <laughs> I don't feel that I'm not being listened to, but rather I think I hear it from Heng Wei as well. In other words, this person, in my own experience, there are multiple occasions where Heng Wei will just tell me that, okay, hey, we are not connecting. Those of you who are listening, you probably can recognize this word, but I guess to a certain extent, it was uh, the lack of talking or spending time with each other. In this case, I think it was also a, a cry to want to hear my thoughts. And the fact that it actually has 
cropped up so many times, it just means that I haven't got it still, <laughs> right? But I'm trying to. So one of the things that I do try to uh, respond on the spot is that whenever Heng Wei actually tells me that I think we need to connect, I think I need you to listen to me, I will try to just prioritize that time to give her the space for the fact that if the person or the other spouse still can't understand. I think you probably have to consider like going deeper and asking questions, more intimate questions, for example. It could be just beyond, you know, emotional needs, mental needs, physical needs. And that's how our conversations would sometimes go into that, you know, uh, by asking, hey, why do you say that I'm not connecting? Or why do you say that I'm not listening? I thought I'm listening. Then actually that will elicit a clearer response, hopefully. Dealing with couples, I think that's something that uh, more often when in the guy's response, when the wife says, we need to connect, we need to communicate. Um, the first reaction, the tendency for the husband is to get a little upset and angry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know in your case whether yeah. it's the same, but uh, that seems to be the same pattern that, because it implies that's how his mind thinks, I'm not working hard at the relationship when yeah. I think I am. So yes. the defense mechanism comes in. Only mm. after a while then he realizes that, or maybe it could be a she also, but uh, mm. she just needs to find time, okay, what is my wife or my husband actually saying? Mm. They really want to communicate and talk a little more. So to be calm and not, not to get so upset so easily. But making time yes. and making space uh, and being intentional is key in communicating uh, with one another. Yes. Uh, would you yes. like to add anything else on the way to that? I'm just wondering, I have a question like, uh, when are the times that uh, she talks to the husband? Is it when he's busy? Or is he really able to have capacity to be attentive at that point in time? Is there a possibility to carve out time where both of them could really have full focus on each other before she starts speaking? So I'm not sure if she already has his full focus when she's saying that. Like for Gaius and myself, we try to do evening walks every day. Mm. Uh, that's our carved out time for each other. And that's about the time where we have undistracted time to talk and to listen to each other. I mean, our phones are not with us when we go for these walks. It's about 45 minutes each time. And that's when it's uh, time for us to get healthy physically and hopefully improve our relationship in our marriage. I like that. I think that's a reminder for all of us that we really need to carve out time. There's no other way uh, about it but making time. Um, having that space just to be able to share our fears and mm. our emotions and learning to just respond to one another. Mm. Well, thank you so much for beginning our whole topic on listening. We're addressing this topic again in part two. If you're listening to this with your spouse, take an extra five minutes at the end of each episode to share with each other one mistake you have made in the way to listen and one way you can aim to listen better. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Our next episode, we'll be talking again about the art of listening and we'll still be having Gaius and Heng Wei who will share some practical ways to practice good and effective listening. So do tune in to hear part two of our discussion. Do you know a friend or couple who are newly married or getting married this year? Do invite them to check out our Connect2 Marriage Preparation Workshop in May. Visit family.org.sg slash c2 marriage prep to find out more. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.